message podcast. My name is Lockie and it's great to have you here listening in today. Now, before I get into the episode, I've got to let you know that there was an issue with the microphone this week. I had it all plugged into the laptop. It was all working. And then when I pressed record, it started recording from my laptop. So it sounds very average, but I really hope you can kind of listen past that this week. Uh, Next week, it'll be back to normal. But I think on the other side of the poor audio quality, there's actually a really good conversation as we wrap up the last part of how to get what you really want. So tune in as Chris and I talk about what it really looks like to renew our mind on the things of God. Hope you enjoy this episode and we'll see you at the end. Well, we are wrapping up how to get what you really want. Great series, four parts, and here we are, the last part. Um, Chris, before we start, how you going? I'm good. Uh, I'm noticing you're growing hair out. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And you might be noticing I'm growing my hair out too. Yeah. A little bit. And uh, I hope as we can kind of one day, can you know, convert this podcast to a video. Yeah video format I wonder um, if we can get some listener engagement as to who's going to cut their hair first (laughs) I don't yeah right I think think you probably win it I don't know I just know what I'm like with hair I just get bored very quickly yeah but you know me and you know that I change my mind on most things most days yeah 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 but then I think also part of it comes down to like when it comes to changing your mind with your hair, mm. you, you have to spend money to do it. Yeah. And I know that you're also true. like very like, you know, you just are pretty wise with how you spend mm. your money. So true. I think for you, it would become like, I want to do it. I'm not going to spend money <laughs> to do it. Yeah. You know, what's, uh, you know, what's actually kind of funny. Um, so I work in a school and school has two campuses. Yep. So I'm often on screen on the other campus. Okay. So they see me a lot and I've never really interacted with like okay. any students. And um, my wife works at the other school, which is great. Yep. And she ran into a student and it came out that we were married. And the, the defining factor of me in that school, the girl was like, oh, is that the guy that changes his hair every three months? I'm like, and I, I actively change my hairstyle every couple you've of months. Been, you've only been there six months too, haven't you? Definitely. I've, but I, I just like throughout my adult life, I've, I will be rocking different hairstyles, beard styles. Yeah consistently right. yeah yeah i don't know just this keep is, it fresh yeah this is a new one for me I, I haven't it's been a while since i've grown my hair out yeah well i'm excited for it yeah. i'm also excited for part four of yeah. how to get what you really want um what a great way to end this series mm. in my opinion i like our new year series all wrapped up in february the new year is as in this is the new year series yeah, oh like gosh yeah it's the new year yep um no i i really appreciated it i like the i like the journey from part one to part four and really hope that this podcast here can be a great way to, you know, kind of tie off any loose ends. Mm. I know we kind of use each each part of each, uh, I want to say episode. We went through this last week. Well, Beyond at Home, their episodes. Yes. In person, kind of like part, whatever parts. you want to call them. Yep. I'm excited to wrap this part up uh, and, yeah, again, tie off any of those loose ends. So mm. why don't we get straight into yeah. asking our four questions of our four Mondays. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Easy, I like that. Now, this first question, Chris, you're gonna to have to help me out. Speaking of your wife, it comes yeah. from your wife. She's sitting in the next room and she didn't want to ask the question on the podcast, which is fair enough. It's okay. But I she's told me the question five times and I'm not sure how to ask it. Do you remember how it goes? 
Yeah, I do. Okay, Chris, I'm going to let you ask the question and then you can answer the question as well, just because you know how it's worded. Yeah, so so Molly um, Molly wanted to know that uh, she sort of said at the start of the journey that we kind of asked, hey, what do you really want? And then she said at the end of the journey, we kind of found out that maybe what you really want and what God really wants aren't that far apart. And what she was sort of saying is, is what you really want, is it supposed to, is it supposed to have changed throughout the course of this series? Um, is, is it, you know, are you supposed to have discovered that, oh, what I really, really wanted is actually I really, really want the stuff God wants. Right. So if I said, oh, I want to be super rich and super successful mm. and well-known and like 100,000 Instagram followers, yep, yep, by right. the end of the series, my, my wants and my values towards life would hopefully have shifted a little bit. That's how I understood the question. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Just clarifying the question. Yeah, that's, that's how I understood it. And I would say... Uh, yes and no a little bit because I think at the start of the series one of the questions that I asked all throughout the series was what do you want but then obviously in part one and part two we looked at this idea of um, often the things that the things that we want that's a really tricky thing because we've got what we wanted in the moment but then we've discovered it wasn't what we really wanted so I made this distinction between what we naturally want and what we ultimately value and so during the course of this series really what I wanted people to start to engage with is to start digging deeper than the things we naturally want and look at, hey, what is it I ultimately value? And I think it's in those things that we, when we get below the surface towards what we ultimately value, that we start to, our wants start to line up with what God wants for us. Because God's worried about ultimate things, not mm. not nat- not um, not merely natural in the moment things. Yeah, so if I'm hearing you correctly, it's not about like trying to reel people into a series and being like, hey, discover what you really want. Uh, doesn't matter what you want. This is what God wants for you. It's actually that that deep down desire at like a real deep heart kind of soul level. Mm. The stuff that we want there is often more aligned or has the ability to be more aligned with what God wants for us. Yeah, I think like we're all created, you know, in the image of God. So there's a little bit of God like, you know, in all of us. And that, that wasn't super theologically accurate. But like, you know, God's, God has created us. We're created in God's image. Mm which means that um, often the things we want are some of the things that God wants. Yeah. It's yeah. often why we kind of yearn, even for people who aren't really religious, they, they'll say things like, well, the universe is directing me. or I'm Because what, what they're saying in that moment is, hey, I'm trying to reach for something more. Yeah. I'm trying to grab at something a little bit more. And, and I would say those things that we try and reach for is the image of God mm. that's rubbed off and it's, that we're created in. And, um, and that's really what I wanted to do through, throughout this series is to kind of highlight some of those things that, hey, we're actually created in God's image. And some of those things we really, really want, um, we, don't, we don't pay a lot of attention to. Yeah, it's very interesting. I was listening to a, uh, a message today by a guy named John Mark Comer. John, if you're listening. We love you. We love you. Uh, but he, you know, he really did say that like, in order to live a happy life, there's four basic things. I'm going to say two of them. I've forgotten the other two. Mm. One was just like close friends and family that you could actually rely on. The other was um, a, a fulfilling work that yeah. you can they can participate in. So like when I think of what I really want at the deep level, <clears throat> like it's never attached to physical <clears throat> physical possessions or belongings or wealth or things like that. So that's just a little side note as to like 
yeah, discovering below the surface of what you really want. And that's kind of the journey that I hope um, people would take throughout yeah. this series is that, yeah, no, naturally, you know, we want some of those. We think, hey, what I want is a little bit more money in the bank account. What I want is a nice house. What I want is a nice car. Yeah. Uh, what I want is maybe some nicer clothes. But then when you start to, you know, particularly like we did in part three with the eulogy exercise, you start to discover, oh, hang on a minute, like, I don't want anyone to remember me because I had a cool <laughs> car and a, and a big house. Like, those yeah. things just don't factor into the equation. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, moving on. So mm. how can we live a less distracted life? Um, I know we said in the message or you said in the message that we, we on average pick our phone up 150 times per day. Yeah. So how do we, um, how do we not get distracted by what culture, you know, culture surrounding us? How do we stay the path towards those things that we really want? Hopefully by this stage, we've discovered what we really want. How do we kind of stay the course and not get distracted while you're doing that? I'm going to be on my phone here and I'm going to look up how many times I picked up my phone. Oh, that, I was nearly about to do yeah. that and see how many times I picked up. I'll do mine now as you give your answer. Um, yeah. Don't worry, not texting my mates. Look, for me, um, one of the things is that, um, that I think is important, and we looked at that verse in Romans 12 on the weekend, that like be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the Greek word for transform, it's actually two words, it's metamorpho metamorpho so big change big transformation and it's where we get that that english word metamorphosis from and so you know we kind of hear that word meta or maybe people have heard the term like meta-narrative or metacognition it's talking about this big um, overarching thing and i think in order for us to be um to not get distracted we have to remind ourselves of the bigger process that god's inviting us into um and we have to remind ourselves of the values and the things that we really, really want in the end. And then recognize that it's a process for us to get there. Um, one, one example of this is, um, I don't know if there's many, like, so I live, I spent a little bit of time in America. And as a result, I still dabble, very dabble, very minimally in American sports. Well, you wear a hat. I most do wear, days. I, do, I wear a hat most days. It's probably connected to some American sports team, but... You know, like um, like most typical Australians um, who have any semi interest in sports, I, I watched the, the Super Bowl the other week. Right, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. The uh, Tampa Bowl. Bay. Tampa Bay Bucks. Yep. Um, went up against Kansas City, and I got really because I, I just kind of like Tom Brady in in story and the fact you know the guy's been to ten Super Bowls. Mm. Like he's won seven. He's been in the league like twenty one years or something like that. Like it's kind of a cool story. Yeah. And so I was listening to a podcast. Just quietly, he's got more Super Bowls than I've got Super Bowls. Anyway, keep going. Just leave that one there. <laughs> that's a big stat. A lot of Super Bowls. That's a, that's a big stat. Yeah. Um, and so I was listening to this other podcast where they, this person, um, actually Dax Shepard, I don't know if you know him. He's yeah, an actor. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So he was interviewing Tom Brady and um, was asking, like, how do, you, how do you become so disciplined? Because I look at your life and you're just like, you don't eat any sugar, you don't eat anything bad, and you're just obsessed with working out. And one thing Tom Brady said is, he said, don't forget that this is a 21-year process. Yeah. Don't forget that, that what you see now, I wasn't Tom Brady when I was 17. I wasn't the Tom Brady you know when I was 23, 24, 25. And I think one of the things that we, we challenges for us and, and why we can get distracted is because we forget that this is a long process. This is a long, this is a life transformation that God wants to do. And so we think, well, I didn't make any progress this week and I can't, didn't make any progress this month. And so, well, I'm just going to throw in the towel 
And I think like Tom Brady, what God's inviting us to kind of see is like, hey, you're not the finished article now. You're not the finished article when you're 20. You're not the finished article when you're 30 or 40 or 50. This is a process yeah. that I want to invite you into. And keeping our eyes on that process, that yeah. the end goal, which eventually is spend eternity with God, exactly. which I can't wait for. Then when you have that that view, your daily the daily things do matter, you know, like the mm. small the small things to achieve, small habits, you know, like the whole atomic habit idea of getting 1% better every day, um, you know, not trying to start 10 new things every day, you know, yeah. that, that matters, you know. Um, Absolutely. I can't find where I'm You can't. I found it. Uh, guess what? I'm, uh, so my stat is down 20%, 27% from last week. Okay. So this week, just from Monday, Tuesday, uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, my daily average is 77 pickups. 77 So pickups. But the 20% means it would be about 100, just over 100 pickups per day. Now, if you go to your screen time there. Oh, screen time. Yeah. And then you go um, click into that. And, just and then you can see pickups. Down, yeah. 35 today. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's your... 7681. So, yep. so yeah, there you go. It's, um, how do I see whether it's up or down? I don't know enough about this. Yeah. But yeah, so, so round about, it's just under there, under yeah. 90, there, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's all still a little scary. See, that is a little bit scary. Um, I don't think I'd do anything else. Yeah. That's true. That's true. So, you know, if we do go down that path of being distracted mm-hmm. all that time, we might not. Yeah, I don't know. We might. I'm not going to say it anyway. I'll just no, leave it. No. Leave it there. Yeah, cool. Um, now we, we kind of chatted about it through on Sunday, but mm. our next question is about like, what do I do? Like, I've discovered what I value, and there's that disconnect for a lot of people between like, yeah, on on paper or in theory, I value these things. Yeah. What do I do with it? What does today look like? Because I now know what I value. What does tomorrow look like? Yeah. Um, and as you said in that last kind of thing. What does three years, five years, ten years, like that long-term thing? What what is it? What does it look like now that I know what I value? Yeah, to me, to me, this is where that whole surrender piece comes in. One of, one of the things is um, as I as I pull this passage up, is Paul talks about in this passage. Let me just read it. I, I really should have got it up at the start of the episode, right? Kind of cool. This is what organized people do. But he says, he says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. So go back and read all the first 11 chapters in light of what Jesus has done. He says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. And I think this is um, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is like, I think sometimes as Jesus followers, we miss this part because then he says this. This is your true and proper worship. So I think in the 21st century, we think worship like cool lights, smoke screen, put my hands in the air, but Paul yeah. goes, no, 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 no. If once, once you discover what you really value and you see that it's, it's what God really values, well, the, only, the, the true and the proper way to worship yeah. God is to actually surrender your life, yeah. to actually live your life in, in line with what you really value. Because we, I feel, and, and you know, I'm just as guilty of this as the next person, but I know what I really, really want. And then I, yet I live with this cognitive dissonance. Mm. I kind of am like, oh, yeah, here's the reasons why today I can't do yeah. what I really, really want. Um, but Paul goes, no, 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 you need to understand every day you're to surrender yourself to God because that's the right way to worship him. Bro, the best way I worship God is putting it on my Instagram story. 
doing my Bible study in the morning. <laughs> Make sure I do my Bible study and probably <laughs> drop with a highlighter. Well, you know, knows. Yeah, that's it. Like my well highlighted passages. Um, no, it, and that's really cool, and I like it. Uh, we we were kind of looking at the message as well, the message paraphrase version. That was the one that, yeah, we used on the weekend. Yeah, and I think what does it say? Um, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Is that the the translated version? I'm trying to work out exactly yeah. where that would be. Yeah, yeah. So in the um, um, in the NIV, uh, it's like to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Um, this is your yeah true and proper worship, and so this is um, the, in in the um, in the Greek true and proper is actually one word. Right. It's um it in, in the Greek it's uh, the the word is logikos uh, logikos 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 yeah. So so and that's where we get the word logical from, like logical from. Mm. And so what Paul's saying is effectively like in view of everything that God's done for it for you, the most logical thing you can do is to give your body as a living sacrifice and worship God this way. Yeah. The most logical thing you can do as a result of that yeah. is to surrender yourself to God. That's cool. If you want some more uh, more kind of context around that, that's probably where Beyond at Home will come into play. I think because that was a direct question from the message, like what do I do yeah. once I discover what I value? So that's where you can head. But lastly... Uh, it says in the in the NIV version, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And again, just crossing that with the message, it mm-hmm. says, uh, instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Yeah. So uh, it's like whatever version you're going with, it's a real sense of um, like transformation is, is the best word. Um, so... What is again? Like, what does that look like? What does it look like to transform our minds? Because uh, I just want to give one last question, one last kind of bit of bit of goal to everyone who's stayed the course through part, you know, four mm. parts, and this is the last question of our of our whole series. What does it actually look like in practice to renew our minds towards what God wants for us? Yeah, and I think I think it's different depending on what season you're in and what things need renewing. But I think it's first of all recognizing, and you know, one of the things as Jesus followers is we can get caught up in this idea of like, oh, well, there's this one area of my life I'm struggling in. So what I've got to do is modify my behavior. And so we try and modify our behavior without actually understanding and seeing, well, well, why is it that God wants me to transform the way I live? And, you know, there's a whole bunch of examples. I think one way, one thing like that, that is thrown around all the time in church world is, you know, when someone gets up and they're like, we need your money. We need your money. Give us your money. God, you know, God will be angry if you don't give God your money. And God will be really happy when he does give you money. Yeah. Give you more money. And so, but, but what, I, what I think is, is so helpful is when we actually renew our thinking about that. And so when you start to realize that, well, one of the things Jesus teaches is that we actually don't own anything in this world. One of the things Jesus said is actually you're just stewards of everything, which is pretty powerful because there's, you cannot, we cannot take anything with us mm. then we go, when we leave this world. So if we can't take it with us, we don't own it. We're just stewarding it. Yeah. And so that then transforms your thinking. That we go, oh, hang on a minute. This is not my money. I'm yeah. just stewarding this Therefore, as a Jesus follower. This is what on, I will now do with it. Yeah, on yeah. behalf of God. Therefore, here's how I'm going to to spend that. And so that that's just one. That's just one way. Um, yeah. an, another one is like, let's use sex. Sex is a good one. Oh, you know, don't have sex because you get from here and you'll die. Right. Yeah. Um, Very, uh, mean girls. Mean girls, have you? Yeah. yeah. Mean girls and. 
and and one of the things is that um, when we, I think when we begin to transform and renew our minds and understand what God says, well, God says that actually um, <clears throat> exclusivity fuels intimacy. All of us want when we find that person, when we you know it's like oh they're the one or she's the one. It's like what you what do you want? Intimacy. Well, everyone knows that it's actually exclusivity that fuels intimacy. Like no one wants to be close with someone and date someone while at the same time like, oh yeah, I'm kind of dating three or four other people just to figure out <laughs> if you're like, yeah. And and so um, that's just one of the ways that yeah. we can, and they're just two of the ways that we can begin to understand, hey, when I actually see the way that God sees the world, yeah, wow. then I'm more inclined to do the things that God says yeah. because it's not behavior modification. It's actually understanding and thinking and seeing the world through the way God sees it. Yeah, I feel like that when you first become a Christian, you know, plenty of people listening to this podcast might be new in their journey or considering being in the journey. And I would say that, you know, stay in there, have that long view of mind, that long, um, long-term long view in mind because the things that are hard now with like when you're renewing your mind are going to be easy later on. Some things will just continue to be niggling at you and they'll be hard. But uh, as you as you continue to renew your mind, some things that you're struggling with now, well, what are the things you consider in five years' time? And this is one of the things that I just, I, I wish more Christians would, would understand. The, let, me, let me say before I get to that, I am the big, I'm a big advocate for listening widely to like, preachers and communicators and teachers all over the world. I'm a big advocate for that. I do it myself. But one of the challenges is, as Jesus followers, we can convince ourselves that, oh, I listened to a bunch of sermons this week. I'm good. Without actually understanding, well, like the idea that, well, no, 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 hang on a minute. Like, did what you listened to change you? Did it transform you? Yeah. And not just, did it transform, like, oh, wow, I learned this new fact about God, but like, did it actually impact your relationships? Did you forgive anyone this week as a result of what you heard? Did you live differently? And I think a lot of Christians, or particularly Christians that I observe, do find this challenge where they're kind of like, well, you know, I'm not learning, you know, enough. And it's like, well, hang on a minute, you should be renewing your mind. Like, yeah. maybe what God is trying to teach you in this moment is stop trying to learn all this stuff and actually start to do something with yeah. what you have and then you'll learn a brand new thing you never knew before. I think we would all be a lot less quick to blame our pastor or our teacher at our church for not being deep enough or not not being whatever enough if we truly took a posture where hey whatever's on the table i'm going to renew my mind it's going to i'm going to let the the words and i'm going to let jesus in this process renew me Mm. that's different to i just want to be filled up like i just uh, you know the worship wasn't good enough like (laughs) like that's not going to renew your mind it's worship is good and, and, and acknowledging God for who he is is phenomenal. Please mm-hmm. keep doing that. But that that um, is only one part of renewing our mind. Absolutely. Yeah. That feels like a great spot to wrap up the episode, the series. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. shebang. Until next week. Until, we <laughs> Until we're back again. Until we launch a brand new That's it. New series, Chris? One yeah. minute on the, new, on the new series? Yeah. Um, we're going to ask the question, what does the local church want to be known for? You did it in 10 seconds. Didn't even need a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Two parts? Two parts, this one. You're on? I am. I'm doing both. You're doing both. First six for the year. Straight into it. That means that we're back here next week. I cannot wait. I'm excited. Very good. Well, hopefully, if this is videoed, see you later. Um, But if you're listening via audio, also have a great week. Bye.
hopefully we'll see you again next week down at home if you are tuning in anywhere else but Brisbane uh, if you are around locally services 10 to 6 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. other than that jump on our socials connect with us we'd love to hear from you enjoy your week Thank you.